Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, parents have been warned. Um, these are new parents in some parts of the country are being told that they won't get visits from a public health nurse because of staff shortages. And the HSE have apparently told them that only young children with proven medical risks more needs are going to be seen. Um, and we're joined today on the programme by Vicky, who's a, a mum of three. Vicky, you actually received one of these letters. Hi there. Good How are you? Good afternoon. Uh, just corrected there, I had two. Uh, my husband listening to me, my panic if he hears three. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> apologies, Vicky, apologies. Oh, God. Um, yes, yeah, so I received the letter there at the end of um, June and... Um, to be honest with you, I'm still in a little bit of shock about it. Yeah, so what um, happened or what did the letter say? So I have the letter here with me. It says, uh, says uh, writing to inform you that in response to staff shortages in the public nursing service in Dublin West, the department is moving to a prioritisation system to deliver services. And at this time, the public health nurse service cannot deliver child health services for your child development assessment at three months, nine to 11 months. 21 to 24 months, and 46 to 48 months. So essentially, it feels like an absolute cop-out to say, hey, you know what, we don't have enough staff, so for the next four years, we're just not going to check on you at all. So this this is the letter that you received for your second child, is that right? So yes, this is the um, my second daughter, Riley. So she's just coming up five months now. So we've already missed, essentially, the three-month check-up. Um, my first daughter, I'd missed some of these checkups. Um, I think I think it was just one, possibly two, that I'd missed because of COVID, and that was totally, you know, acceptable. You know, public health nurses needed to be redeployed elsewhere. But you know, this is something very different. What happens at the public, um, the, the public nurse, the home, the home visit, Vicky? They're vital. They're absolutely amazing. Public health nurses, um, especially, you know, at the, at the one week uh, when you're discharged from hospital, they do the health test in the home. And they also are there to kind of really pick up on maybe some other things, uh, not just for the baby, but they're also there to really be a support for the mum. So I know lots of other, you know, women who essentially, the public health nurse coming to the home when you're in a situation that has not maybe got the same veil of formality of going to an office somewhere. Um, that they were like we were able to spot that maybe something wasn't you know all all well with the mum also and able to diagnose possibly um, the start of postnatal depression. So they're looking out for things like that. But of course, the, the primary thing is vulnerable babies and um, to to be looked at and just to see you know maybe it's just something that can be early identified that might need to be referred on to a specialist. When you got this letter, um, how did you feel, Vicky? Let down. Um, <laughs> the irony is at the bottom of this letter it says building a better health service. <laughs> and it felt like a slap in the face, really. You know, if you can't look after the most vulnerable members of society, I'd argue they would be failed. And do you know, Vicky, have other, like, are you aware of other people who've got this, um, got a similar letter? Is it just in your area or do, do we have any idea? Do we know, is it everybody that's got it? So it's not everybody. Um, so Prime Time, thankfully, did some investigation. And what they found is essentially during COVID, two in 10 uh, ch- children were not getting these development health checks. 
Um, that is an average now of three in ten across the country. However, in my area in West Dublin, and I believe other parts of the country, um, it's four in ten. Okay, four four and ten. Um eighteen hundred four five three one oh six if you want to get in touch with us. If you like Vicky have received one of these letters. Vicky, stay with us because Susan is going to join us as well. Susan is a midwife and a public health nurse. Susan, will you just um explain, like you do this professionally, it's your job. How important are these checks? Okay, um I have worked in the community for almost twenty years in that role. A nurse midwife and public health nurse. I'm I'm not actually working there right at the moment, but I can speak on behalf of them, of the work of the public health nurse. And it is very much um, a hidden gem within the community. As such, most people don't know about it until they need it. Whether you're a young mother with a baby or whether you're a family in need of other types of care, you know. Um, but the the visit that's done to the mother primarily at the discharge from the hospital. And ideally, if you could see the mother prior to actually her having the baby is critical because you're, it's not just a tick pock exercise. It's an exploration of the mother, how the mother is, how her health and her well-being is prior to having the baby, then after the baby, then listening to the mother's story. Somebody, you know, she needs to express what's happened to her uh, after giving birth and the trauma or not. But it, it's still a life changing event. And then obviously the management of this brand new baby into the house. So a public health nurse comes into that atmosphere, into that family, in their home and is able to support the mother, is able to listen to her, which we all know listening, for somebody to listen to us is is the most critical sort of skill, the most critical sort mm. of gift that you can give to another human being. All right. So you get to, the mother gets to tell her story in her totality. She's also out of a an acute environment so she's a bit freer to speak and she's in her own home environment so it's critical now aside from that then you've got the whole mental uh, uh, physical psychological social sort of assessment of the mother the family and the baby okay and as Vicky identified you're doing the neonatal screening as uh, the first point of contact if it hasn't been done at the hospital and that's a statutory requirement for the baby and from then on then you have these milestones and the reason why these milestones have been developed they're based upon science they are the critical times of health and development of a child and I would also argue of a mother you know at a three-month period the mother is 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 coming you know to be able to manage this child and to move on and that and the same again at nine to 11 when they're returning back to work um, or, or moving on with other children or maybe even pregnant again, you know, sort of thing. So um, it's it's a, the role of the public health nurse is where they assess the child and family health and well-being, right? But they look at the individual, they look at the family and they look at the community in which the person is living in. So I can't I can't overexpress the, the critical value of them uh, the highly skilled educated um, qualifications that they have and skills that they've acquired because traditionally there were nurses, then there were midwives, and then they did this uh, level nine public health nursing course, okay? Um, now they did remove the midwifery part, but there is a conversation saying that there is a requirement maybe to, to bring it back in. But but they are nurses before they go on to do this higher level education mm. of public health nursing. So, you know, they're really, they're really skilled qualified. in what they do. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. The, the fact that the fact that this has been uh, recently withdrawn by the HSE in in several parts of the country, and we heard Vicky there. She Vicky's after reading out part of the letter that she received, so she's not alone. There has to be many others in a in a similar position. Um, like, what do you say to the HSE, Susan, about this? 
Oh, well, uh, like, and I've worked in the HSC for a long time. I'm now working for DCU at the moment as an associate professor. But um, look, at the HSC is a great organization and it has, to dem- it has to demonstrate how it addresses many of the needs of our population, okay? But what I would say about public health nursing within the HSC, it's like the poor relative of the health service, okay? And the public health nurses, they don't just do babies and and um, mothers and families. They have to deal with discharges from hospitals, terminally ill patients, uh, uh, palliative care. They have to do with uh, the dressings, the chronic disease dressings. And they also have to do... Um, is social care, social deprivation. It's a huge, it's, it's a huge volume of work. It's a massive remit, and I could go on for you uh, talking about the job description of the public health nurse. However, they had to prioritise. So the priority was always for the child health and welfare and for the older persons then. So there was a large plethora that possibly had to be dropped in the middle. They also had to make the selection in some areas that they, as was in the... Um, the health legislation they would they would meet the needs of people who held a medical card only and not those that didn't you know have a medical card maybe wouldn't get access to a public health nurse okay that's not standard in the country either right but the letters that are going out now to vicky and other people in in the urban areas that the really dense urban areas they're not sort of standardized either around the country you know people are able the directors of public health nurses are very good at understanding their geographical areas and being able to sort of okay. prioritize but so the, That's, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to bring Vicky back in on that point. Like, yes. Vicky, in, in the area that you are in and that you live in, I mean, you know, if, if you had a concern or something that you maybe would raise with the public health nurse on their visit to your home, are, are other services, medical services, are they easily accessible for you in your locality? No, and this is the primary concern for me, is the issues further compounded with the fact that I can't get a doctor or a uh, dentist. Um, I won't even get into schools <laughs> to chat with you. But um, we, I have to travel into the city centre with my children to be able to get them seen. So it's it's areas that have been really heavily built up in. So Lucan is one of those areas. There are other areas and there are other people across the country who received this letter. Um, but it seems to be areas where there's there's vast developments happening. You know, we all are aware of how bad the, the, the shortage of housing is at the moment. But the priority seems to be put into, you know, building the houses. But then everything else is breaking as, um, as a follow-on or as a result of this. So if I have any issues, I've got to go into my GP. GPs don't actually do developmental checks. Um, so essentially, it's, it, I'd have to have an awareness of specifically what I felt was wrong. A good friend of mine had her daughter one week um, later than I did, and she had her twelve month her twelve week checkup. And at that appointment, three things were flagged, and you know these were you know maybe a mole and head circumference and um, hip positioning. Now these are three things. You know I have a child, yeah. thankfully, but these are three things I wouldn't I wouldn't be checking. I'm not going. You know, know I don't have charts in front of me that say, hey, this is what my head the head circumference should be, or when to have a concern about that. Um, or especially, you know, I, I, the few uh, pages of letters they gave us in with this enclosed letter, just some resources to look at, are not a, um, you know, no, no, I, I believe no, it was no, Susan there, no. she, she mentioned how qualified no. these public health nurses no, are. You know, three no, sheets no. of paper are not a replacement for all mm. of that training. But that's the point though, Susan, isn't it? Like, I mean, whatever, I if, if there's going to be a withdrawal of, sir, of visits because of staff shortages, surely Vicky should be in a position to get access then to other services within our local area. Oh, yeah, but this this goes into a bigger, it goes into a bigger 
developments in the space. When you would sort of uh, make the case that obviously we know about social determinants of health, that it's, it's, it's about where you live, where you're educated, where you receive all your services. That's what determines the type of health care that you will have and the sort of state of your health that you go through the lifespan, okay? And what Vicky's highlighting is that it's, there's been massive developments all around the country, around the urban outskirts, right? But they haven't been supported by the development of the structures and the infrastructure that's required. Sort of to, to establish good, healthy sort of environments for people mm. where they live and that. I do need to, you know, uh, sort of speak to what Vicky said there about the actual role, the actual sort of detail in the role of what the patient does and the fact that they are able to pick up, they are able to screen, identify, pick up and refer to the appropriate with the prioritisation required. Okay, in relation to issues that she's raised there, in relation to very okay. much hip dysplasia, um, eyes, ears, and uh, head circumference, and other these uh, issues, and also other issues. Yeah, uh, Andrea. Just, just yeah. Vicky, the, the reason, like, you, you obviously moved out, did you, outside of Dublin, and were you just not able to get a local GP to join the list? Is that is that what happened in your own area? So I'm still in Lucan. I've been here for four years. I'm still within Dublin, the boundaries of Dublin. Okay. And um, no, for four, but since I've lived here, I've even inquired around local areas to try, or local areas, um, or even a leak slip in Frounding, Selbridge, um, and ask GPs, can I go on a waiting list? And they won't even take a waiting list. Such are, such are the numbers that they're currently dealing with on their yeah. lists. And is that the case? You mentioned dental as well. Is that the case for, for that too? Yes, yeah, yeah. For for dentists, I still travel to Bushastown, where I lived eight years ago. That's where you commute for the dentist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I I don't know if there's any like. Is there any way to appeal this, Vicky? Or I mean, can you contact the HSE or? Um, I I lodged a complaint, um, which I've yet to hear back from, other than the automated response. Um, I do have an, in the letter. They essentially it, it's you know it's signed off by Anne Linus. Um, and there is a phone number there, but I mean, there's no, there's no opportunity. I haven't heard anything back, you know. Okay, you can't. I was hoping, it. yeah, I'm hoping. You know, obviously, you know, I'm grateful for you for you covering us today. You know, we've revolved those some of the other moments that I know have been affected well, um, on prime time, but we're yet to hear any real honest response from you. Yeah. Okay. Well, ju- just when you mention other people affected as well, I think we've Emma's on the line in in Tipperary. Emma, what's your experience? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Um, Good, thank you. Uh, Andrea, I have uh, a one and a half year old and a two and a half year old um, Irish twins and both of them were born during lockdown. Um, And I suppose I'm just very shocked to hear that the public health nurse checks are still being limited because actually both of my babies um, received very, very little um, public health checks at all. Um, my second baby, especially her first public health nurse check was when she was 10 months old. And I, instead of a home visit, I had to bring the two kids 20 minute drive to the clinic. And the timer went on as soon as I went inside the door. And the two of the kids were checked in under 15 minutes. What do you mean, sorry, Emma, what do you mean the timer? The, they had a timer. <laughs> For the appointment? Um, yes. <laughs> Is that common? Uh, um, well, I suppose at the time, maybe uh, public health advice was that being indoors. During COVID. Okay. Be, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But 
But otherwise, I mean, post-COVID or before, pre-COVID? Well, if it was, I wasn't aware of okay, it. So yeah. I don't think so. Um, but I suppose, look, for everybody's sake, I understand that public health nurses need to keep themselves safe and healthy as well. So that wasn't really the main issue, but I suppose it was the fact that my 10-month-old, this was her first ever check, um, and my, what would have been, um, he would have been almost two, I suppose he was 18 months at the time, it would have been his first in-person check since he was um, one week old. So there was a lot of normal checks that had been missed at that stage. Mm. So the first in-person check, instead of coming to the house, I I had to bring the two kids out and it was timed to within 15 minutes for both of them. Now, bearing in mind he being 18 months, there was more checks that were done as in developmental checks, whether he was able to write or understand words or build blocks than the normal measurements. Um, checking the hips, checking all of the standard yeah. developmental checks. So was your under- was yeah was your understanding then, Emma, that you know this was sort of a COVID measure, and now that we're a lot of the the um, the measures have been relaxed, that this would no longer be the case? Are you, are you surprised to hear about that better, Vicky? Got? I'm really shocked. Yeah. Um, really shocked because I mean I know COVID is still in the community. Mm. I hate to say rampant in the community it is. But I mean I I would have imagined that services would be prioritized and that obviously developmental checks when it comes to vulnerable babies, children and their mothers or primary caregivers, I, I would have imagined that they would have been one of the first to be, you know, to return to as normal and um, best practice as reasonable yeah okay well i really i see it it seems to be because of um staff shortages is is what's cited here um i can see as well from from the letter too emma thank you for getting in touch with us here on the program today lunchtime live at newstalk.com that is the address if you do the email address if you do want to get in touch with us we are going to be chatting about the uh, well rip off nation the costs how the prices for your day out are going through the roof Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.